This is episode number four of Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse with AJ and Andrew. And today we will be talking about the top seven ways, yes, seven ways to save money at Walt Disney World. Everything Disney in and out of the house. Two grown-ups and a mouse. Hi there, this is AJ. This is Andrew. And you are listening to Two Grown-Ups and a Mouse. You should subscribe. Absolutely. Unless you have already. Well, then thank you. Then you don't need to subscribe because you already did. Right. That would be repetitive. A little. Or you could subscribe in two places. But you don't need to do that, so... Well, you can subscribe to your podcast. Oh, I guess, depending on where you're listening to the podcast, you can... Right. Mm. Subscribe in multiple places. Mm. And follow us. Yep. Not like on the street or anything. And social media. That'd be better. Yeah. Well, if you see us on the street, you can say hi. Well, you, of course. You don't but, need to say... No, don't need to follow us. No. That'll be creepy. We don't need stalkers. No. But we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Two Grownups and a Mouse. We do have a website... You can listen to the podcast there if it's easier. To Grown Up Santa Mouse. Dot com. You got it. So today shows a little different format than we've been doing. We are going to talk about the top seven ways to save money at Walt Disney World. Yep. It was going to be 10. It was. Everybody does 10. Yeah. So we'll do seven. Seven's one of our lotto numbers. That's a very lucky number. It is a lucky number. Yeah. So is 13. I was born on the 13th, so... See? So it's a lucky number, or not. I mean, it's a lucky number. How rude. I would never. Rude, I say. So we compiled a list based on things we read online and other people's lists, and, you know, if we agreed with it, then we included it. That's where we came up with it. Kind of off the top of our heads from the list. Stuff like that. Yeah, just a... What's mattering? It's all the usual. If you've seen one of these lists, you've seen probably all of the lists. So but we'll go into a little more detail and add some of our own thoughts because sometimes those lists are not correct or don't give you the full picture. Plus, we digress. Probably too much. Well, what were we talking about? Exactly. Oh, yeah. We should probably get back to that then. Yep. So what is the number one way to save money at Disney, in your opinion? Actually, these aren't really in order, so I shouldn't say that. Retract, back up, start over. What is one of the seven ways that's the best way, one of the best ways to save money at Disney? Well, start at the beginning. Get a cheaper ticket. Well, yeah. You know what? I, we have notes. We take notes. We're nerds. We yeah. want to make sure to give you the best, best information possible. And I just realized when it comes to tickets, we've forgotten an option for getting tickets. Not something we prefer to do, but something that many people do. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? No. Timeshare. That's true. I totally well, forgot about that. We almost it, did that. It, no, it is a viable way to get tickets. Sure. I mean, I can't vow for any of the timeshare properties that offer mm-hmm. tickets. You know, there I'm sure there are shady ones, but there are good ones. Sure. Or we did do a timeshare sell once, a pitch once, and we got cash. Yeah. So, you know, and, the, and, and they, they're going to feed you some food. It's not going to be great food. They're going to give you some soda, some coffee, some water. Right. So it's you, not all all bad. And you're going to go, you're, gonna, you're probably going to go tour a, a nice little resort. Right. So if you have the time sure. in your stay, then that is definitely an option. You can go do a timeshare pitch mm-hmm. and hopefully either get tickets or get money to 
spend on your tickets. You know, sure. there there are a lot of benefits to doing those pitches. Plus, sometimes people like to do them just to break up their trip. Sure, give them something to do. But that that is a way to save money on tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So, you want to talk about the uh, how to save money on tickets? Well, I can I can start the uh, if you don't have. Uh, an annual pass. Which Why would someone be... not have an annual pass? Well, maybe they don't go often enough to make I it know. pay for it. So. I know. I'm just teasing. Yeah. Well, probably making a few people jealous. Probably. Sorry. Yeah. Not well, trying to. Well, I was just teasing. It was. That's huh. very mean. Don't be mean to the viewers. I'm so. What? Wait. What? Exactly. The, no. What did you say? Don't be mean to the viewers. Um. What'd you say? Yeah. Well, maybe they're staring at their phone while they're listening. See. I would call them listeners. Well, you say potato, I say tomato. Exactly. Right. Okay. So the more days you buy, the more days you save? Sure. Is that smoke or fire? (laughs) The more days you buy. The more days you save? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. That was close. The more you save. That's correct. Even all the way down to the point, if you're buying, I think it's if you're buying 10 days out or something, you know, the, the daily price of a ticket goes drops down to into the $40 range, mid $40 range somewhere in there. Do you know how much day. a one day ticket is? Well, one, well, it depends on the park. You know, Magic Kingdom costs a little more and both I think both of them are over $100 now. For the most part that they range between about 100 and 120-ish. Right. Those aren't the exact numbers, but you can always go to waltdisneyworld.com. Mhm. And you can get the exact breakdown. You can see what's going to be best for you for your trip for how many days you're staying. Right. But like Andrew said, the more days you have in there, it'll trickle down. But when you buy the the days individually, Mm. you don't automatically get the park hopper option. Correct. You have to pay additionally for that. Mm -hmm. And you cannot just add, if I'm correct, if they haven't changed it, you cannot add the park hopper for one day, two days. You have to add the park hopper for the number of days that you buy tickets for i think that's correct so if you buy a five-day pass you're going to need to buy a park hopper for five days right once you add those numbers together your daily amount and your park hopper option if that's something you want to do then it might become feasible as expensive as it is to get a an annual pass it might I mean, you know, you just have to sit down and, and work it out based on what you get versus what you're giving up. And there's a lot of side benefits to an annual pass. You know, there's there's merchandise discounts. There's which they could they could take away at any time, and they have they have hinted in that at that in the past. But I I think that they know now that's a big perk. That, well, I that's think, a big reason a lot of people buy the tickets. So I don't, I don't know that they would take it away, but it, it has fluctuated. It has fluctuated. I don't think they would. It's something they would take away, but I think it would be something that they could bring down, even to the point where maybe it doesn't isn't a big deal anymore. Maybe they bring it down to five percent as a discount instead of ten percent or twenty percent or whatever it's been. Well, right now it's twenty percent. Right. Previously, it was quite a few years ago because it has been pretty stable at twenty percent for a while now. They used to do, if you had a premium pass, right? premium annual pass or the, the premier passport, you know, the one that you can use on both coasts, then you got 20% off if you had one of those higher level passes. Mm-hmm. And then for lower level passes, you got 10%. Right. Then at some point they opted to bring it up to 20% for everybody. 
Correct. That is an annual pass holder. So, and then some of the annual passes come with a free memory maker. And yeah. that also, that can be well, quite expensive. Well, that's that's basically photo pass. Correct. So anywhere you see a, a Disney employee taking photos, you just go in, have them scan your magic band, and you get free pictures. Right. And you can download them, and they make cute videos and add extra stuff to them. Um that's that's a big perk. I mean, well, even if we never we never used to use it, now we use it all the time. Even if you don't have an annual pass, you can still use the PhotoPass photographers. You mm -hmm. can go to any PhotoPass, excuse me, any PhotoPass photographer that is a tongue twister, and have them take your picture. However, in your My Disney Experience account, which is where you would access those photos, there would be a watermark on them. If yep. you do not have Memory Maker or the Memory Maker associated with your pass right so don't feel that oh my god i don't have a, a pass so there's no reason for me to take pictures i didn't get the memory maker because you can still have your picture taken there will be a watermark on it unless you go in you see the picture you say i like it and you purchase the picture right either digitally or the doubt you know the different variations that you can get it and then you know it'll be have been worthwhile for you to have taken those pictures because who knows Maybe you take a lot of pictures, you don't really like it. It's not really worth it for you to add it on. Maybe you take the pictures and you love them. Right. And you say, I want to get them. Right. But the annual passes tend, if I read the numbers correctly, um, for someone who is not an, a Florida resident or a DVC, Disney Vacation Club member, it would probably run between $729 and $829 for an annual pass for an adult. Right. And you would have to get the... I want to say it's the gold pass or higher might even be the one above that. Florida residents have more leniency, more options for the types mm -hmm. of passes they can get. Florida residents residents also have the option of paying over time. Right. There's a payment plan, interest free. They just automatically charge your whatever card that you put on the contract. Mm -hmm. And that's what you and I do right. instead of saying here, Disney, here's our money. Well, we always do that. We always say here, Disney, here's how many, but I'm talking about for passes. Right. When it comes to the passes, we do the monthly payment plan. Mm -hmm. It just, it works for us and it is 0% interest level. Right. Yeah. It's basically, and then what are some of the other perks on a pass? The other big one that, that we actually don't make use of because we have something else that's on this list, but there are dining discounts. Oh yeah. So a lot of, a lot of the dining locations will give you 10%, 20% off of your meal uh it probably does not include booze it usually doesn't uh but still that's i can i can save you a decent amount of money oh yeah anything that you can get that you're already paying for you're paying for a pass they're giving you a discount for having this pass use your discount sure and then it was funny because you and i went to a restaurant a few weeks ago at disney mm -hmm. and you asked if they took the other thing on the list right and they said yes and I said, oh, and you remember what you said to me? Yeah, never hurts to ask. Because I always say that to you. So it was yeah. ironic that I was like, no, they're not going to take it. Right. And you but, said, you always tell me it never hurts to ask. Yeah, you should always ask. Should, the worst they're going to say is no. I should listen to my own advice. And and Disney employees are pretty good about if they if, if you can get a discount, they're, they're going to say yes. Not, not just... Uh, and they'll list all, and a lot of times they'll list all the different ways you can get a discount if you're DVC or if you're a pass holder or whatever. But I think that's a pretty good uh, breakdown. Buy more days, save, 
and or work out the price difference on getting a pass and like a season pass an annual pass or an annual pass if you're florida resident you can get one that's they don't even call it a season pass anymore no but it that's it's the equivalent of what used to be a seasonal pass right right so yeah you can go ahead and get the pass and then what we did not really talk about was if you have a pass you do get free parking on some of of them yeah not all of them but the free parking is nice as well. Well, uh, if you if you have your own vehicle and you don't want to use Disney transportation, then you know uh, what's parking up to now twenty two twenty four dollars a day. So it's not twenty five. It might be twenty five. It's so, over twenty. Oh yeah, parking so, is over twenty. It's definitely a over day. twenty. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know if, you know on a five day trip you're going to save yourself a hundred dollars. Well, how does that well, work on your? Well, hmm? unless you're staying at a resort. If you stay at a resort, you still get parking. And but if you parks. stay, if you stay off property, then well, if you stay off property, that's different. But if you stay at a Disney resort, they have implemented parking fees. That's true. So you have to weigh the pros and the cons. Sure, it's it's you know something to think about. It's food for thought. Yep. But that's let's it. let's move on to something else. Let's move on to another way to save money at Walt Disney World. Deals. Deals. I love deals. Closeouts. Sales. Yeah. Clearance. Yeah, you're like you're like a Terminator though, because you can spot that little red tag from across the store, it's, and then you just sort of float over and see it. Yeah, I think some people might not realize that Disney does put items on clearance. They might not even have have ever realized it, but at least right now, when when Disney puts something on sale, it's I mean. It's been few and far between I've ever had seen them have like a sale where they're like, oh, come in, you save 10% or whatever. Well, they do. You remember that, and they do this usually in slower times, so you probably won't see no, this in the summer. They do it in the holidays. Well, they, I don't know if, if they do if it If you're talking about week. what I'm thinking about. Right. Well, we're, <laughs> we're talking about the same thing where, where you're going to go eat somewhere on Disney property, and then when you look at your receipt, it's going to say save X percent if you go to... Whatever Disney, usually it's World of Disney. Right, it's World of Disney. Well, it's World. Of, it's it, any there's of, there's like four store. There's, it's any of the the what's the best way to put it? It's any of the big stores, right, in the parks or at at Disney Springs. So it's World of Disney. It's Mouse Gears. It's right. uh, the but Emporium. I, I don't then, think I've seen that since last year. It probably was. A few well, weeks, you know, like in December. I think they only do it during the very slowest periods of time during the year, which uh, we'll cover in a different podcast. But it's it's just another way for them to to entice people to spend money. So right. So you can you can look. Sure. It never hurts to double check when you have a receipt. Look on the receipt and see if there and is a. The other big coupon. one was is that you had to do it before noon. Yeah, but most people aren't like us. Most people, when they go to the parks, they wake up early. They want to do everything. They want to get as much bang for their buck. Sure. You and I go up there and we want to sleep. Yeah. We're on vacation. That's right. I don't want to get up early. No. Sleep in a little bit, then go do our Disney stuff. But a lot of people don't mind. You know, they're up early anyway. Oh, yeah. So, but still, I mean, it's worth it if you're buying something anyway and you don't have a pass and you don't have a discount. It's worth it to utilize that discount code that they give you but i don't think i finished talking about those clearance right. tags a lot of people might not realize that disney, disney does put things on clearance on occasion and what you were saying the red tag it's a it's a white price tag with a red trim 
Right. So it kind of, it does stand out. You can see the red tag. You and I were at Epcot relatively mm -hmm. recently. It was right. just a week or two ago. And the 35th anniversary was almost a year ago now. It was October yeah. 1st of last year. Yep. It was their 35th anniversary. They had 35th merchandise for the anniversary. Sure. So they put a lot of that merchandise on clearance. Right. Well, it's getting close to October 1st the next year. So 35 yeah. years ago, they had already been open for a year. So <laughs> right, but it's time for them to clear it out. It, it was like we went over to, to an, a section in at the front of World Showcase. What is that? The passport? Uh, yeah. Pa I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the store is right. It's, you know, it's, it's east and west something. Yeah. It's, it's at the bridge, you know, right at the end of the bridge when you're going to into World Showcase. That was the stores. And... I noticed one red tag and then realized that other merchandise in the area also had the red tag. Yep. So it's good to look for deals at the parks and also well, so for some sure, surefire plate times is the last weekend of any special event. So we're going to have food and wine coming up. So anything, most things dated will get. Yes and no. You know what I've seen a lot more of? We've talked about how, we live close to an outlet, mm -hmm. you know, a Disney, a, a certified Disney outlet, right? Not just, you know, a store claiming I have Disney merchandise, right? This, they sell park merchandise at the, it's the Disney character premiere. Mm -hmm. And I found that in lieu of putting everything up for sale at the parks, they're taking quantities of the leftover items out of the parks and distributing them to the outlets. Right. Now the outlets up in Orlando, we're in Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. but the outlets in Orlando get more sure. of this merchandise. The outlet in Fort Lauderdale, not so much, but still well. great deals and great, you know, I mean, I was just at our outlet earlier today. Maybe I might have been there. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So they, uh, while I was there, actually I purchased, uh, you might've seen me at the refrigerator. I was putting magnets on the fridge and that was from this year. Mm -hmm. This year? 2018? Yeah. It would have been this year. Yeah, it was it's <laughs> I was thinking it was food and wine. I was confusing myself. It was the Flower 2018 and Flower and Garden, right. which was uh, April, May, June. Right. Now we're in August. Right. So I bought a set of five magnets they were small magnets but still a set of five magnets for a dollar 99 right and that i purchased at the outlet so yes you are correct they do discount the stuff at the at the parks mm -hmm. but i've seen them sending more and more merchandise well you know disney's pretty good about that whole merchandising thing so i'm i'm figuring they because the discount in the stores that we've seen at disney isn't as great or is usually greater than what is in the outlet store so maybe they're figuring, well, uh, you know, I'll, instead of marking this down 50%, I'll mark it down 40% and put it in the outlet store. And then also you see them locally instead of down here because it's just that much further to ship it. So, If people don't know, those outlet stores are pretty close to the Disney parks. So even if you do not have your own transportation, if you opted to use Magical Express or some other mode of transportation to get from the however you traveled in. Right. Then you can take an Uber, a Lyft. Those will be less expensive. You could take a taxi. It'll be a little more expensive. Sure. Um, and you can go to either of the outlets. Neither of them is that far. There are two in the Orlando area. Right. One is in the Vineland 
outlets. Right. And the other one is on International yeah. Drive. And and the Vineland outlets are two or three miles just outside of the Disney property. It's very close. So an Uber would not cost you hardly anything. Yeah, I think that one there. that one's definitely closer. Uh it's also a little bit bigger. Yeah. But the International Drive, they do key merchandise in the back, so they still right. have a great selection and they have a differing selection. Yeah. So which is which is really nice. Those are the Simon Premium Outlet Malls. That's what they're called, the Simon Premium Outlet Malls. They are those outdoor shopping. Right. You know, there's a little bit of an overhang, but uh Well, it's a, it's a very prepared. popular shopping style in Florida. <laughs> right. Well, no, but you have to be prepared because it does rain a lot in Florida, sure. so you might get wet yep. because it's not like a mall where you could walk through the mall and, you know, once you're in the mall, you're dry. This, there, there are plenty of big overhangs, but you still risk getting wet more so than if you were shopping inside of a mall. Right. So let's move on to the best time to visit. Sure. Which can help save you money. Well, it can. That's... It's cheaper to, to fly and cheaper to get hotels and cheaper to get everything when you're traveling off-season. What's off-season? Well, well, in in Orlando, it's any time that's not summer or a major holiday. But Disney has gotten better about making those seem like season. Well, all these events are, are there to, to get more people in, but there's still some... There's some really good times, but even even that, even during these events, it's generally much less busy, and it's at a cheaper rate than normal, or in the middle of summer or holidays. Right. You said that uh, mid-November through mid-December is a little less expensive. Well, I don't... well, you didn't say it. You you have it on our notes that right. it's less expensive, but they do have the uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. That's which true. has become quite popular. It has, but I don't know if it's enough to to really bring that many extra people. But it's generally that that they they always say the deadest period is the the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then about a week after the New Year into early February is always the deadest time of the year. Well, le- less busy. Well, they might still be yeah, busy, we can, but... You can't use the word dead anymore because it's very... It's still quite busy Yeah, they, the they, parks. They find events. They find things to do to attract you so that you say, oh, let's go to Disney. It's not going to be so busy. And then it turns out to be a little bit busy. Or uh, Disney seems to be quite popular with Brazilians. They get sure. a lot of Brazilian guests at the mm-hmm. parks. Um, they do a lot of tour groups and... You can see, you know, they'll carry flags or everyone could find them and you'll see the little Brazilian flag on there. So, um, and I believe that there isn't there one of their breaks in February. Well, it's in Brazil, it's the middle of summer. Right. So in, it's, in January, February. So, you know, there people are out of school. It's, it's the time when people go on vacation. So, right. and then they come to Disney because right. it's only a few hour of light. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to use the word worst because I don't want to. I don't want to be negative, but it it also depends on what you are looking for. The park is the busiest the week before and after spring spring break. You know, the week before and after Easter, basically, because depending on the school district on the part of you know the part of the country, some people give their spring break 
before Easter, right. some give spring break after Easter. And I remember years ago when I was in school, it wasn't even attached to Easter. Right. You know, it might have been like a week before that. But a lot of people will be at the parks the week before or the week after sure. spring break. The other one is from Christmas through New Year's, right. that period. Because the kids are already out of school, so you don't have to take your kids out of school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or you you get your your vacation days or your, your uh, holidays pay from work for Christmas, day after Christmas, dep- you know, depending on where you work, New Year's Day. So you can use less vacation time. What ends up happening is the parks end up to be the busiest. Those are seem to be the busiest time of the year. Sure. Summer is very busy because people have off from anywhere from May or, you know, June 1st through the end of August, beginning of September. So June, July, August are very busy. However, it gets spread out a little bit more. It does. You know, Um, you can get lucky. You can go there and it might just happen to be a slower week. Right. Or you can go there and it could be one of the busiest weeks, but you you never really know until you get there. So just keep those ideas in mind, not necessarily for the cost aspect but just to keep it in mind you know if you want to go and you want to have less lines or you want to do more you know have more things available it's just things to keep in mind when you're when you're planning your trip but the uh my 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 last hint on figuring out the busiest times do a google search and look for the points chart for a dvc property because the points chart is based on the time of the year so in Mm -hmm. january february it's less points to stay at a DVC property. You might not be DVC, but because it's less points, it's generally less busy. So you'll see when you look at that chart that, you know, this is a busy time. Oh, it's summer. It's, it's, it's. That's another way to save. And I don't even think it's on our list. You can rent DVC points. Sure. You don't have to be a DVC member to Correct. stay at a DVC property. There are a few out there. I don't, I'm not recommending any of them because i don't know any of them i'm just mentioning mm-hmm. one that sticks in my head i believe is david's rent david's dvc rentals it's a name that i've heard thrown I around just, sometimes just just do do a google on right you know disney D- dvc on dvc uh, or buy, you know renting buying dvc right. points but that's a good way to save money and you can get a bigger resort typically or a bigger room because right now if, if you don't if you don't have dvc uh, you could stay at a normal hotel room, or you can stay at a DVC as a on a dollar basis, not as a DVC member. But you know, if you're a family and you want to have a one bedroom or a two bedroom or a three bedroom type place, you're going to pay a lot of money for one of those rooms. Whereas you might be able to buy, you know, rent, you know, buy a a certain amount of points for a stay, and you can save some money. Yeah, that's a really good way to save money. You know how else you can save money? Oh. Food. I don't know. It's always expensive to eat at Disney. I was going to say, I don't know about you and I, because we eat a lot of food. We do. And we we tend to eat at some of the nicer places in Disney. But we still save money. We do. And one of the tips for saving money is get a kid's meal. Yeah. They're pretty good. They are. I get them a lot. You do. And the... The bigger secret is the nicer the restaurant, the nicer the kid meals get. That's true. 
because mm-hmm. your kids' meal at, at Yachtsman Steakhouse <laughs> is really good. I, I use we go to like Yachtsman frequently enough, you know, right. relatively frequently. We, we've been going more to Disney Vero Beach, right? So we haven't gone to Yachtsman as often as we used to, but we still like the restaurant. We still try and get over there, you know, whenever we can, and. I used to, I love the fillets. I still love the fillets. They're great. They are, for argument's sake, $50 and come with a side. Yep. You know, the, the menu might have changed a little. The price might have changed. But for a fillet, it's about $50 for the, right. the steak and the side. And I love it. But if I get the lobster bisque soup, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy, or, you know, maybe I get the, you and I might get the cheese appetizer or something else. Right. So by the time the steak comes, sometimes I'm full. Right. Or, you know, we used to really like the truffle mac and cheese. Right. So it was like getting the truffle mac and cheese and lobster bisque. And it was a lot of food. Sure. So then I think it was our server yep. who recommended just get a kid's meal. Right. And that was somewhere between 12 and $15. Yep. And it was a steak and it came with well, the vegetable. It came with a vegetable or a potato. The mashed potatoes. And the mashed potatoes, to me, taste exactly the same. Uh, they say they're different, but they taste the same. And you probably got... Uh, Yachtsman does 8-ounce and 10-ounce fillets, I believe. And I, you probably got about 4 to 5 ounces, I would hmm. say, in that kid's meal. It was a skewer, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a skewer with three big chunks of... And it, it tasted like tenderloin to me because it was it didn't really have any fat in it, so... No, it was, it was good. It was really enjoyable. Right. And it was literally a third the price. Right. So, I mean, that's a great example of getting a kid's meal. But that's not the only time I've gotten kid's meals. No. I like at the uh, at Hollywood Studios at ABC Commissary. They have a nice little tuna sandwich there. Not tuna, excuse me. I say tuna because it used to be on uh, Pepperidge Farm uh, fish bread. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, I was thinking tuna, but a turkey sandwich. Right. I don't know that they still serve it on the... The fish bread because they Probably didn't not. they didn't the last time we were there, but that was a sandwich, two sides like you know grapes and a cookie or an apple you know two sides and a small kids drink so I get right. the small water sure for the kids meal price mm-hmm. which was somewhere between seven and eight dollars I want to say. Yeah, it's still it's probably twenty or thirty percent less than than an adult meal. Yeah, versus between ten and twelve dollars typically. Well, and it's just for the meal, not including the, a drink. Just for the meal, not including a drink, right? For an adult, so it's it might actually be more like forty percent cheaper. So yeah, it's 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 a great, um, great, great value. Right. Getting especially if you meals. don't. It, it, it's especially true if you don't want to eat all the food that would come in an adult meal as well, because we see a lot of people that will get a, a normal, quote unquote, adult meal and throw half of it away or a quarter of it away or whatever. So. Well, that leads to the next item. Right. Share. Well, you know, that's true. You could, kind of like we said earlier, you can always ask about a discount. The worst they're going to say is no. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. You can always go back and order more food. Sure. So. Get, or order, order a dessert. Mm. Right. Get, get it. Well, and you and I do, even as big as we are, we like to share. Sure. We share the nachos yeah. at Epcot in Mexico. Right. Great, great meal. About ten dollars, mm-hmm. and we don't even we don't even share it because we're worried about saving the money necessarily. Though it, it's nice because that gives us money to spend on other items. Right. 
we do it because it's a lot of food. <laughs> so we go ahead right. and share the nachos and we end up saving money because of it. So sure. that's, that's a great way to uh, save some money. So you can eat the kids meals. Mm-hmm. You can share the meals Yep. or what you were implying earlier. Yep. You can get a tables and wonderland card. Not everybody can. No, unfortunately. No, you have to be a Florida resident, yep. a DVC member, or a pass holder. Correct. And then you can purchase a Tables of Wonderland card, which at the moment is $150. Right. It's only good for one person. If you lose the card, there is a $50 replacement fee. Yep. Because I have a feeling that people were like, oh, I lost my card and giving right. it to their friends. So sure. to prevent that from happening, they do charge a $50 replacement fee. Right. You save 20% at select restaurants. Yep. If it is a table service, table service restaurant versus quick service, if it is table service, they will add it an 18% gratuity. Right. Uh, unfortunately, one time out of the years that we've had this, one time we had really poor service. Right. And all we did was we went to the manager, we explained it to them, and they did take that sure. gratuity off. Because we, had, I mean, we still gave a tip. We would never right. go without leaving a tip. But unfortunately and it, and it was unfortunate because we do like to mm-hmm. tip people well you know whenever uh i used to have a position where i worked for tips so it's very important to me sure but this particular person was not deserving of the 18 percent, and we had it adjusted right. so you can have it adjusted hopefully you won't have to do that right. hopefully you'll say i want to add more sure um so it is a great program and you also mentioned that you can save money with the pass holder discount Mm-hmm. However, the pass holder discount is not good on alcohol. Right. When it, you know, when you go to the pass holder page, it'll tell you what restaurants you can save the 10 or 20% right. at, but it will say does not include alcohol. Right. Tables in Wonderland does. Yep. So that's a really, really great way sure. to save money if you're eligible for it, if you're going to be there often enough. Well, it's another one of those things where you, ha- you have to sit and kind of calculate it out. What am I going to spend? What do I think I'm going to spend? For us, it's easy. We know we spend a, a certain amount of money on on food. So for us, it's still a no-brainer. If it's your first time, maybe you'll skip it this time and you'll wait and see maybe next time. We also tend to go to places like Yacht Spin Steakhouse, right. like DV, like the um, Disney Vero Beach. I was going right. to say DVC or DVB for Disney Vero Beach, mm. uh, the Wind and Waves restaurant. Right. So we do frequent table service restaurants a lot and right. we make sure to get use out of our tables in wonderland well that was card. one of the, that was one of the things that brought us to it initially also was back then with the discount on that we got from a tables in wonderland with the with the tables in wonderland card with a discount the amount was not that much different than what you get at a counter service but you we you know you always get just that much better food you're, you're talking about week ago to sci-fi right. at Hollywood Studios, for example. Sure. Both get a burger plate and both get a drink. Right. And with the Tables of Wonderland discount, it would end up about $35, give or take. You know, $30, $35. With, this was, of course, a few years ago. but Yeah, back then. But even today, it would probably be 40 or $50. With the discount. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. But back then, it was like, you know, between $30, $35. Right. Versus back then getting quick service mm-hmm. and spending $20. Yeah. But but like you're saying, now would be $45, $50, but we just looked at, what was it, 
not Casey's, at Cosmic Grays. Yep. And and their quick service burger was fifteen dollars, fourteen dollars, even at, yeah, even like at that. fourteen dollars to get two burgers and two drinks. Right. Is going to be about thirty five dollars. Yeah. And that's for quick service, sure. so it's worth it to spend forty five dollars and get table service. And well, sit for, sit in the cool air. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, and and for us, we don't mind spending a little extra money just to get, and the, the quality food goes up a little that much more, um, especially in the earlier days. Today, the food at, at some most of the counter service has improved a lot. Well, yeah, no, but, nowadays it's pretty good. But even so, you know, the the, the food at the sit down at the sit down restaurants is meant to be just that little bit better. So, you know. The extra cost for us, because we enjoy the dining, is it's where we spend extra money. So, what I miss hmm. is the discount you used to get with Tables in Wonderland. Well, at, at the Victorian Alberts. Mm -hmm. Well, that that would pay for those Tables in Wonderland in one sitting. So we, we did that one year. Yeah, we we literally we bought a Tables in Wonderland card. I think the Tables in Wonderland was only a hundred or hundred and twenty. At that time, because this was a few years back that we went. Well, when it first started, it was seventy five. Right, so it was really inexpensive. Yeah. So, and then we went to to um, Victorian Alberts, right, and saved about that much. So, but they unfortunately they do not take tables in Wonderland at Victorian Alberts anymore. Right, it's unfortunate, but I missed that. That was that well, was would, really a no brainer. I would pay for it right away, but even so, I mean, you know, when we go to Yachtsman, you know, the the money we save. We'll save thirty or forty dollars on a meal, just just that one meal. So you know, and then we go up and we get we probably save twenty to thirty dollars every trip. I would guess maybe a little more. Well, what's good is the the general rule of thumb, but you have to go to tableswonderland.com to look at the actual list, so right. you'll have the updated list of participating restaurants. But the general rule of thumb is, if a Disney resort has quick service and table service restaurants. Yep. You will not get the discount at their quick service. Correct. You will only get the discount at their table service. Right. Um, but again, double check tablesinwonderland.com. Yeah. They'll that will give you the list so that you can look at that before you decide to purchase it or not. Sure. You know, if you're eligible to purchase it, you can look at that list and say, I'm gonna eat here, here, and here. It might be worth it for me. Right. You know, it, it, everyone's different. Um but because we used to stay at the Valley Resorts often, almost all the Valley Resorts except Tables in Wonderland at their quick service. Right. Because they don't have sit-down restaurants at the Valley Resorts. Right. So. And then the the one uh, when we used to go to Port Orleans at uh, French, French Quarter, Quarter does not have a sit-down restaurant. So at the whatever Floatworks uh, dining area. We got Tables of Wonderland there too. Right. But since they've upgraded basically all of the quick service restaurants in the resorts, we don't necessarily have, you know, we don't have to go to to French Quarter Plus. Right. They don't really have your cheesesteak no. there anymore. But Contempo Cafe yep. in the Contemporary has a really, really nice steak sandwich. Yeah. Didn't we? Did we find another one at well at Rick's Cafe in Coronado? Yeah. That was that was pretty good too. Well, it's a, a little you know, more expensive, but if you don't know, you can always look for French dip as basically a cheesesteak. Uh, you might have to ask for a couple of different things off of it or on it than normal, but 
There's a, there's a few tricks to finding a good cheesesteak right. if they don't have a cheesesteak. But that was why we went to the French Quarter so often, because you really enjoyed the cheesesteak there. Right. Well, one of the cast members said they have a really good cheesesteak there. And they did. Right. And then they changed it. It wasn't as good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good. But as right. we said, the most of the resorts have redone them and they sure. you can find really good stuff at almost all of the resorts have a pretty good uh Yeah, it's food court, you know, food especially the quick service food right. all the all the resorts is pretty good. So that's one way to save money, save money on food. So what's an we're we're up to number five, by the way. Yep. This is the fifth way to save money. Which we, we actually have never done. Well, uh, not I, never, I, but we don't make a concerted effort. What right. it's, it's my favorite because it involves shopping. Well, that's true. Buy discounted gift cards. Right. You can buy discounted gift cards at Sam's Club. Yep. Costco. Mm-hmm. Well, and, we don't have a Costco membership, so well, I would assume they have them. And BJ's. I would assume. I, no, I know you can. We haven't right. done it. Uh, and sometimes... And again, policies change. So, you know, what we're saying today may or may not be 100% accurate. Right. But sometimes you don't need a membership to order things online from the bulk stores like Sam's Club, BJ's, and Costco. Right. Or you can try going to Target if you have a Target red card. Mm -hmm. And because I I think they say because it's entertainment. Right. It qualifies for 5% off because they stopped giving the discount with the Target red card on mm-hmm. many gift cards. Right. You know, however, certain gift cards, I believe, I want to say that they were like food and entertainment gift cards. Right. They do still apply their 5% right. discount. That's worth, worth looking at because right. it's, it's a quick way just to t- lop 5% right off the, t- the top of the any costs you get. It's also a nice way to budget. You know, you can go to Target every couple of weeks when you get paid and buy a $50 gift card or a $100 gift card. A lot of people do that. Right. What they used to do, and, and they discontinued it, was they had a um, Disney Vacation Club account. Sure. They don't have that anymore. It's unfortunate. Oh. Uh, but you could load gift cards to that. You didn't have to load cash. So right. people would stack their discounts. Right. They'd go buy discounted cards. Um, I know some of the gas stations up north even had like better deals you know it was like you get so many dollars off your gas or whatever by buying the gift cards and then they would they would buy the disney gift cards and apply them to the the savings account right and then when you hit a thousand dollars on the savings account you would get twenty dollars or a twenty dollar gift card so people used to stack the just their their gift cards and discounts. Unfortunately, you can't do that anymore. But what you can do, which leads into number six, actually, mm-hmm. you can use, if you have a Chase Disney Visa, right. you can use your Chase Disney Visa to sure. purchase the gift cards right? or even to make purchases while you're at the parks. Of course. And you'll get either one or 2% back depending on which card you have. Right. There is the free Disney Visa card. Well, it's a no fee card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It might might not be free for everybody. Or there is the the premier card, right. which does have an annual fee. Mm-hmm. However, you do get a higher percentage back. Right. And if you go to the parks and make Disney purchases frequently, right, as you and I might be prone to do, sure, uh, it might pay for itself. Well, within a month or two, we we worked it out and. 
we have the premiere card because just for that reason. And then we also, not everybody can do this or should do it, but I mean, that's a, that's all up to you. But, you know, we transferred all of our, anything that we were paying on a monthly basis that we could put onto a credit card, we put onto our Chase Visa card. Well, no, there was another reason I did that. Chase had a promotion. Right. And instead of giving one or 2%, they gave us 4% back. Right. On those bills. So our cable yep. bill, our cell, cell phone, phone, and our car insurance right. get charged. And it's a win-win because then I don't have to worry that the bill is going to get paid on time because it always gets paid on time. Right. I just have to pay the credit card before it's due. Sure. Uh, but that's number six is getting the Disney visa. You do have to be a... You, in the United States, they do right. not offer the visa outside of the United States, which is unfortunate. But when we say you get one or two percent back, it actually well, it gives you one or two percent back in the form of Disney Rewards dollars. Correct. However, within the past couple of years, I want to say mm -hmm. you can now use them directly for airlines. Right. There's there's a way that you can instead of having to go get a Disney gift card. For, you know, the Disney reward dollar card from them mm -hmm. and using that, you can actually just, you call them up and they'll do their magic. Right. <laughs> and then you can use those rewards for airline flights. Sure. Which is another great thing. Right. But the Disney rewards dollars, they, you basically order a card from them or you can go pick one up at the parks. Mm -hmm. You have to activate it, you know, put, put your rewards dollars on there. And you can use it towards almost anything at the parks right. where they accept gift cards. Correct. Because, for example, sometimes they'll be selling like the light up toys mm -hmm. on Main Street or, you know, whatever park you're in. Right. And some of those kiosks, they, which is weird to me, but they only accept cash. Right. Nowadays with technology and, you know, being able to have the, the apps on the phones right. and the handheld devices, it's, it's kind of unusual to me that they do that but whatever uh and in those cases you wouldn't be able to use your disney rewards disney visa rewards dollars you would don't would not be able to use those at those you know freestanding carts right but plenty of places at disney that you can use uh, yeah basically, that money. basically anywhere you can use a credit card you're gonna you're probably gonna be able to use that disney rewards card and you don't have to use it at the parks no they accept it at disneyshopping.com Mm -hmm. or physically at the Disney store yep. or at the outlets that we were talking about. Yep. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways that you can use those funds. Sure. You know, you're not limited. It's not like, oh, no, I'm not going to be at Disney. And they give you plenty of time before the funds expire. Oh, yeah. So we have been accumulating Disney dollars uh, because we like doing the Disney cruises. Sure. And a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people... Uh, like to earn Disney dollars and then apply those towards cruises. Right. Well, it's, it's another way you can save with the card too is uh, on most Disney vacations, they'll give you 0% for six months. So yeah, they, if the, you, you know, the we, packages yeah, and if, the if Disney cruise is considered a package. Right. So we get, we buy a Disney cruise. We're going to get 0% for six months. So it gives us a little bit of time to, to pay it off. And then we're also going to earn, uh, I think it's 2% back on the for buying the cruise. Right. 
Because it's a Disney purchase. And then often they're running a promotion where they'll give us like a hundred dollar onboard credit because we use Disney Visa. Uh, they that's, used, that's a kind of used variance. to do that, but I think now it's just I want to say it's a ten percent discount on the cruise uh, on purchases made in the gift shops. Right. On the cruise. Um they did used to give an onboard credit. Right. I don't believe they do that anymore. I, you, I, it probably you just can, depends. I mean, th- th- that's not even on our list if you're talking about cruises. Um, a lot of people swear by using travel agents because there are travel agents that will give you onboard credits. But right. that, it depends on the travel agent. You know, not everybody can do that. It depends on how long your cruise is. Sure. You know, there's a whole bunch of factors involved. Uh, but that is another way to save, in quotes, you know, because you're not really saving i mean whether you book a crew a disney cruise through a travel agent or directly you're going to get the same exact price right but if you find a travel agent that's going to give you an onboard credit you can consider that sure a savings so a lot of people uh, swear by some travel agents and there are some really good ones out there just make sure if you do opt to use a travel agent for a disney cruise or any disney trip that you find one that really is familiar right i was listening to a podcast great little podcast about disney Really enjoyed it. Uh, unfortunately, the people of the particular podcast I was listening to were talking about Disney Cruises, and I was cringing because I'm like, that's not accurate. It, it wasn't that the information was false, but it wasn't accurate. Right. And these were people, you know, one of them was a travel agent. Right. And I was like, I, I would be upset if I was using a travel agent that didn't know different aspects related to the cruise. Sure. So... Travel agents can be great, yep. but just make sure that if you do opt to use a travel agent because you think that they're going to save you a little bit of money or give you something back, which is basically saving you money, then just make sure that you choose someone that is going to know about Disney and not just say, oh, yeah, I do Disney. Right. You know, you want Absolutely. you want a Disney certified travel agent. And on Facebook, there are a lot of great Disney groups and mm-hmm. you can a lot of the groups are run by travel agents. Sure. And the groups wouldn't be successful if the travel agents weren't very right. good. Well, so that is a good way to, to find them. Sure. So our last number seven way, save a little bit of money. Sure. We don't use. No. Well, we don't fly. Well, that, that explains it. Yeah. That explains a lot. Sure. But if you do fly in, you can use Disney transportation, skip a rental car, and use Magical Express. Disney's Magical Express. This is providing you're staying on property. Well, yeah, that helps. Yeah. Otherwise... They're not going to drop you off at the Holiday Inn. Yeah, no. (laughs) No. No. Yeah, that is kind of a requirement. But you can look up Disney's Magical Express. It'll give you all the details on what you need to do to qualify for Magical Express. Or uh, when people are returning from the parks Mm -hmm. back to the airport. Sure. You know what it is? Hmm. Tragical Express. Hmm. It's no longer magical. It's tragical. Wow. They're sad. Yep. I'd be sad too. Me too. I never get too sad though when we leave Disney. Well, because we're going to go right back. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We were just there a week or two ago. Mm. But we're not going to be back at Walt Disney World probably until end of September, beginning of October. That'll probably be our next potentially Walt Disney World trip. Unless we change our minds, which being... So close, we have the option of doing. Sure. Uh, but we are going to go to Disney Vero Beach. Yep. Just to eat. $100 hamburger. Drive up, eat, come home. Yep. Ta-da. How many people can do that? Drive to a restaurant and come home. 
Probably most people. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I like going to Disney Vero Beach. It is a nice, nice little place. It's a nice little way to get some Disney magic. Sure. Spend some quality time together yep. in the car. Or I can say, is that smoke or fire? And you can make fun of me for years and years. That's not fair. That was only a year ago. So I think it was longer than that. I don't think so. I do have I pictures, was... though, so we can check. So on a future podcast, we're going right. to say, remember when AJ was talking about how Andrew made fun of her for smoke or fire and he thought it was only a year ago? Well, they found out. But Disney's Magical Express is magical. We see it a lot on what? What is that road? 417? Yep. We take 417. It's the Airport Expressway. It's a great road. It is. It's a really great road, but we do see the Magical Express, and I love the one for the cruise because yep. it looks like little portholes, yeah. and they do have the Magical Express available for cruises as right. well. For yep. di Well, for Disney cruises outside of MCO, which is the code for the airport, for the right. Orlando International Airport. It's M like Mary, C like carrot, O like orange, MCO. Mm -hmm. uh, they do offer the Magical Express to Port Canaveral. Right. Uh, and we can't speak highly enough about cruises in Port Canaveral, and we'll have to talk about that on a future podcast. I think today, so. Because we don't really save money on the cruises. We spend a lot of money on the cruises. Unfortunately. No, fortunately, it's great. Well, I guess. I enjoy it. I. So do <laughs> I. When are we going again? I don't know. Someday. So. Oh. Tomorrow? No. But that'd be fun. They have, you know, the, the three-day cruises out of, or three-night cruises out of Port Canaveral on the Dream go from Friday to Monday to tomorrow's Friday. We're, sure. we're recording this on a Thursday, so. Right. Tomorrow. Well, yeah. Are you packed? Yeah. Yeah? Really? Kind of. No, I always have a toiletry bag packed. You're not packed. But you know what's most important? You know what, though? We're talking about what is most important, but and then I'll, I'll say what I was going to say. We don't have tickets. You don't need tickets to go on a cruise. You need to book the cruise. You call that a ticket? I don't call that a ticket. I just call that I booked a cruise. So when, when you walk up, you say, here's my booking? Okay. We didn't include this on our list because we were talking about the top seven things at Walt Disney World. but Top seven ways to save money. Sorry. I apologize. I misspoke. But this is kind of number eight. Even though it's saving money on a cruise, not at Walt Disney World, but a lot of people like to do both, you know, and it does save you money if you do have to fly in sure. and you can big, piggyback, <laughs> piggyback, piggyback a cruise on a, on a land trip or a land on a cruise trip, you're going to save money in transportation by doing it that way. Right. And let me add that if you do opt to do that, a lot of people recommend going to Disney World first mm -hmm. because you run around and it's very high energy and then go on your cruise to relax sure but the money saving tip other than piggybacking doing them together so that you save on transportation is if you are a florida resident mm -hmm. or in the military yep the way they do their discounts is leftover rooms right that you know that's summing it up in layman's terms basically right it's what six to eight weeks before the cruise Give they, or take. Be they become available right um, I, I have heard in Facebook of people going to the port and this is few and far between because you have to have your passport and you have to be approved. I mean, so I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just saying what I read that someone was able to show up at the port and 
there was a room available or excuse me, a cabin available and they got on. Um, I'm not so sure how true that is or if they would still let you do that with all of the. It wouldn't surprise me because it doesn't, uh, the requirements to go aren't really all that high and right. it can easily be done during when you're at the port. And then obviously for Disney, you know, that port, that, that cabin was going to go empty. Right. They want to so, make money. So whatever, you know, whatever they charge you is money they would not have made. Right. Plus whatever you're going to spend on board, which is really where they're going to make money. And, and I've definitely read about a few people within like a week or two. Right. They found these discounts. So if sure. you are a Florida resident or a military, and they might even have other discounts available, but that's when they offer about six to eight weeks before the cruises. That's when you'll start seeing them on the website, right. the Florida resident rates and the military rates. You are not going to find a Florida resident rate for a cruise that is a year from now. No. You will find a Florida resident rate in an available room in a cruise that is a month from now. Sure. So that's pretty much it for our list. Yeah. I think it's a it's at least a start. It's it's a pretty good list. Yeah. I'm sure there's other ways that people could save money. I think so. If you have good ways to save money at Disney and you want to share it with us, reach out. Yeah. Tell us. Head us up. Let us know. And we'll pass the information along to the rest of our listeners. Well, we'll look at the information viewers. and try and verify it. And yes, I heard what you just said that I'm ignoring you. We will tr do our best to verify the information you give to us, even though we're sure you're going to give us accurate information mm -hmm. because you don't want to pass on misinformation. And neither do we. That's why I have a lot of disclaimers in there. This is what I read. This is what I saw. This is what it used to be. We don't want to pass on any misinformation, just our experiences, what sure. we remember. So, of course, we apologize if we said anything incorrectly. But if you want to pass on any information to us to pass on, reach out to us. Sure. Go on our website. Go on Twitter. Facebook. Instagram. Yep. All of them. Can't do it on the podcast though, right? You can't like... No, there's no no direct no, way. No, you have you have to go to our website, which is... TwoGrownUpsInAMouse.com Yep. Or go to Facebook. TwoGrownUpsInAMouse. Or Twitter. TwoGrownUpsInAMouse. Or Instagram. TwoGrownUpsInAMouse. Do you think they'll remember? I don't know. Maybe. Did they subscribe? Well, they can follow us on Facebook. They can follow us on Instagram. They can follow us on Twitter. And they can subscribe. That's also a tongue twister. I have a lot of tongue twisters today. Well, a lot of tongue twisters today. That's a tongue twister. You subscribe to the podcast. Well, subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah, absolutely. We would love to have you. Sure. But now it's time to go. Yep. So we should say good night. Or good morning. Or good afternoon. Uh, how about just goodbye? Okay. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. -bye. Bye.